Hey, boys and girls, we are at Chapter 5, A Party at the Quimby's. It is time for Beezus and Ramona. We're going to start on page 117. So like always, make sure you have your book so you can follow along because there's some words today that you are going to have to turn into a pic collage where you tell me the word, the meaning of the word, and then a little picture that represents the word. You have seven words today that you're going to use. Anyhow, on page 117, that's where we're going to start. Chapter 5, A Party at the Quimby's. As I was previewing this chapter, I couldn't help but think back to Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing when Fudge had his party and all the antics and craziness that happened there. So maybe keep that in the back of your brain as we listen to this chapter today. And in your own brain, compare contrast if you'd rather be at Fudge's party or if you'd rather be at Ramona's party. Page 117. Saturday morning turned out to be cold and rainy. Beezus wiped the breakfast dishes for her mother and listened to Ramona, who was riding her tricycle around the house, singing, copycat, 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 over and over at the top of her voice, because she liked the sound of the words. Beezus and her mother finished the dishes and went into the bedroom to put clean sheets on the bed. Copycat, copycat, droned Ramona's sing-song. Ramona, why don't you sing something else? Mother asked at last. We've been listening to that for a long time. Okay, agreed Ramona. I'm going to have a party, she sang. I'm going to have a party. Thank you, Ramona. That's better. Mother held one end of a pillow under her chin while she slipped the other end into a fresh case. You know, that reminds me, she said to Beezus, what would you like to do to celebrate your birthday next week? Beezus thought for a minute, well, I'd like to have Aunt Beatrice over for dinner. She hasn't been here for such a long time, and I'd like to have a birthday cake with pink frosting. Beza smoothed a fresh sheet over the bed. She almost enjoyed helping Mother when they could talk without Ramona's interrupting all the time. The rain beating on the windows and Ramona's happy sing-song made the day seem cozy and peaceful. All right, that's exactly what we'll do. Mother seemed really pleased with Beezus' suggestions. It's a long time since we've seen Aunt Beatrice, but of course teachers always have to do a lot when school starts. Beezus noticed that Mother gave a little sigh as she smoothed the side of the sheet. She'll probably have more time now that the semester has started, and it really isn't long before Thanksgiving and Christmas vacations. We'll see a lot of her then. Let's just take a minute and make an inference, boys and girls. If we know that Aunt Beatrice is a teacher, and we know now that the semester just started, and she'll have more time before Thanksgiving and Christmas, we should infer that the setting, the time of year, would be... like late September, like in October, so kind of in the fall is what they're talking about. So Beezus' birthday must also be in the fall. We are on page 119. Why? 
Mother misses Aunt Beatrice too, thought Beezus. I believe she misses her as much as I do, even though she never says so. Leaving Beezus with the new and surprising thought that grown-ups sometimes missed each other, Mother gathered up the sheets and pillowcases that had been removed from the beds and carried them to the basement. While she was downstairs, the telephone rang. Answer it, will you, Beezus? Mother called. When Beezus picked up the telephone, a hurried voice said, This is Mrs. Kemp. Do you mind if I leave Willa Jean when I bring Howie over this afternoon? Just a minute, I'll ask Mother. Beezus called down the basement stairs, repeating the question. Why, no, I guess not, Mother replied. Mother says it's all right, Beezus said into the telephone. Thank you, said Mrs. Kemp. Now I'll, Howie, stop banging, have a chance to do some shopping. Well, thought Beezus when she had hung up, things won't be quiet around here much longer. Howie, who was in Ramona's class at nursery school, was the noisiest little boy she knew. And he and Ramona often quarreled. Page 121, boys and girls. Willa Jean was at that awkward age, too big to be a baby and not big enough to be out of diapers. You know, said Mother when she came up from the basement, I don't remember telling Mrs. Kemp that Howie could come over this afternoon, but maybe I did. I've had so much on my mind lately trying to get the nursery school rummage sale organized. After an early lunch, Mother decided there would be enough time to wash everybody's hair before Howie and Willa Jean arrived. She put on her oldest dress because Ramona always squirmed and got soap all over her. Then she stood Ramona on a chair, made her lean over the kitchen sink, and went to work. Ramona howled, as she always did when her hair was washed. When Mother finished, she rubbed Ramona's hair with the bath towel, turned up the furnace thermostat so the house would be extra warm, and gave Ramona two graham crackers to make up for the indignity of having her hair washed. We're on page 122, boys and girls. Then Beza stepped onto the stool and bent over the sink for her turn. After Mother had washed her own hair and before she went into the bathroom to put it in pin curls, she said to Beezus, Would you mind getting out of the vacuum cleaner and picking up those graham cracker crumbs Ramona spilled on the rug? So boys and girls, remember this book. It was copyrighted way back in 1955. And so pin curls would be actual little curlers that you put into your hair and then you roll your hair up. Maybe you can look for a picture of them on Google or on Safari search. And so you maybe have a little bit of an idea what pin curls are. So you know what mom's hair would look like. Page 122. Beezus did not mind. She rather liked running the vacuum cleaner if her mother didn't make a regular chore of it. I'm going to have a party, sang Ramona above the roar of the vacuum cleaner. Then she changed her song. Here comes my party, she chanted. Did you see the difference of words? I'm going to have a party is what she was singing before. But now it says here comes my party. A little word makes all the difference. Page 123. Beezus glanced out the window and quickly switched off the vacuum cleaner. Four small children were coming up the front walk through the rain. A car stopped in front of the house and three children climbed out. Two more were splashing across the street. Mother, cried Beezus, come here quick. 
Ramona wasn't pretending. Mother appeared in the living room just as the doorbell rang. One side of her hair was up in pink curls, and the other side hung wet and dripping on the towel around her neck. Oh, my goodness, she exclaimed when she understood the situation. That explains Mrs. Kemp's phone call. Ramona, how could you? I wanted to have a party, exclaimed Ramona. I invited everybody yesterday. The doorbell rang again, and this time long and hard. There was the sound of many rubber boots jumping up and down on the porch. Mother, we just can't have a party with our hair wet, wailed Bezos. What else can we do? Mother sounded desperate. They're here, and we can't very well send them home. Their mothers have probably planned to shop or something while we look after them. Ramona struggled with the doorknob and managed to open the heavy front door. Mrs. Kemp stopped her car in front of the Quimby's, and Howie and Willa Jean hopped out. I'll pick them up at four, she called gaily. That means happily. I'm so glad to have a chance to get out and do some shopping. Mother smiled weakly and looked at all the children on the porch. Where do you suppose she found them all, whispered Beezus. I don't even know some of them. Page 125. All right, children, Mother spoke firmly. Leave your wet boots and raincoats on the porch. I've got a party, sang Ramona happily. Beezus, who had had plenty of experience with Ramona and her boots, knew where she was needed. She started pulling off boots and unbuttoning raincoats. What on earth shall we do with them on a day like this, whispered Mother. Beezus grabbed a muddy boot. Hold still, she said firmly to its owner. They'll expect refreshments, she said. I know, sighed Mother. You'll have to put on your coat and run down to the market. Oh, no, you can't go out in this rain with your hair wet. Mother tugged at another boot. I'll have to see what I can find in the kitchen. Beezus and her mother herded the wiggling, squealing crowd into the front bedroom and went to work, removing sweaters, jackets, caps, and mittens. In between, Beezus pulled three children out of the closet, dragged one out from under the bed, and snatched her mother's bottle of best perfume from another. So at this point, are you thinking about Fudge again in the Fudge birthday party that he had? And are you thinking, huh, do I want to have a tinkle on the floor or do I want to have all these muddy, ruckus children in my house? I don't know, but they both hopefully put a smile on your face. Boys and girls, we're at page 126. All right, everybody out of here. Beezus ordered when the last mitten was removed and her mother had hurried into the kitchen. We'll go into the living room and, and do something, she finished lamely. Ramona, bring some of your toys out of your room. Bingo bongo bye, shouted Howie, just to make some noise. Bingo bongo bye, the others joined in with a great delight. It was such a nice noisy thing to yell. Bingo bongo bye, they screamed at the tops of their voices as they scampered into the living room. Bingo bongo bye, Howie grabbed the vacuum cleaner, turned on the switch, and charged across the room. I'll suck you up, he shouted. I'll suck everybody up in the vacuum cleaner. Bingo bongo bye, shouted the others above the roar of the vacuum cleaner. 
One little girl began to cry. I don't want to be sucked up in the vacuum cleaner, she sobbed. Willa Jean, looking bulgy because of the diapers and plastic pants over her overalls, clung to a chair and wept. Ramona appeared with her arms full of toys, but no one paid any attention to them. The vacuum cleaner was much more fun. I want to push the vacuum cleaner, screamed Susan, who lived in the next block. Ramona offered Susan her panda bear, but Susan did not want it. Ramona hit Susan with the panda. You take my bear, she ordered. This is my party, and you're supposed to do what I say. I don't want your old bear, answered Susan. <coughs> Excuse me. Page 128. Beezus tried to grab the vacuum cleaner, but Howie was too quick for her. The room was getting uncomfortably hot, so Beezus darted to the thermostat to turn down the heat. Then she dashed to the other side of the room and disconnected the vacuum cleaner at the wall. It died with a noisy groan. Suddenly, everyone was quiet, waiting to see what would happen. Check out that picture. Hopefully you have a picture on page 128. Let's keep going. Page 129. Hey, protested Howie, you can't do that. Beezus frantically tried to think of some way to keep 15 small children busy and out of mischief. At least she thought there were 15. They didn't stand still long enough to be counted. Where's the party? One little boy asked. Ramona appeared with more toys, which she dumped on the floor. This time she brought a drum. Howie quickly lost interest in the vacuum cleaner and grabbed the drum. Beezus seized the vacuum cleaner and shoved it into the hall closet while Howie began to beat the drum. I'm leading a parade, he shouted. You are not contradicted, Ramona. This is my party. Susan snatched a pink plastic corn and tooted it. I'm in the parade too, she said. I want to be in the parade. I want to be in the parade, cried the others. That was it. They could play parade. Beezus ran to the bedroom and found a whistle and a couple of horns left over from a Halloween party. What else could be used in a parade? Flags, of course. But what could she use for flags? Beezus thought fast. She gathered up two yardsticks and several rulers. Then she ran to the front bedroom and snatched some of her father's handkerchiefs from a drawer. She had to move fast before the children grew tired of the idea. As I read that paragraph, all I thought about was Beezus and her imagination. And I remember in the chapter of the art class, how she just couldn't think of anything. But right here, that paragraph I just read, she had imagination. She thought, how can she make the flags? And she found it, and she was very creative when she did that. So see, she really does have imagination. Boys and girls, page 130 is where we are. I want to be in the parade, screamed the children. Mother, help me, cried Beezus. Somehow, Beezus and her mother got father's handkerchiefs tied to the sticks and distributed to the children who did not have noisemakers. Howie banged the drum. Follow me, he ordered, beginning to march. The others followed, blowing whistles, tooting horns, waving flags. No, screamed Ramona, who wanted to boss her own party. You wanted a party, Mother reminded her. If your guests want to play parade, you'd better join them. 
Ramona scowled, but she took a flag and joined the parade rather than be left out entirely at her own party. Plain parade was a wonderful idea, Mother smiled at Beezus. I hope it lasts. <laughs> so do I, Beezus agreed. Bingo bongo ba, yelled the flag wavers. Howie led the parade, including a sulky Ramona, out of the living room, down the hall, through the kitchen and dining room, and back into the living room area again. Willa Jean toddled along at the end of the procession. Beezus was afraid the parade might break up, but all the children appeared delighted with the game. Into the bedroom, they marched and out again. Beezus opened the basement door. Down the steps, Howie led the parade. Willa Jean had to go down the steps backwards on her hands and knees. Three times around the furnace marched the parade and up the steps again before Willa Jean was halfway down. So boys and girls, before we continue on, hopefully you have a picture on these pages. And hopefully you can see and maybe count the children that we think are there. Pick out who is Willa Jean. Pick out Howie. Can you find Ramona? And of course, you should be able to find Beezus. Let's keep going, boys and girls. Beezus opened the door to the attic. Up the steps marched the parade. Stamp, stamp, stamp went their feet overhead. Stamp, stamp, stamp on page 134. Beezus remembered something Ramona had enjoyed when she was still in diapers. She lugged Willa Jean up the basement steps, sat her in the middle of the kitchen floor, and handed her the egg beater. There, don't step on her, she said to Mother. Thank goodness, sighed Mother. Maybe they'll play parade long enough for us to pick something for them to eat. What'll we give them, Beezus asked. Mother laughed. This is a wonderful chance to get rid of all that applesauce. Let's hurry and get it ready before they get tired of their game. Get the colored paper napkins out of the cupboard and, oh, dear, what shall we do for chairs? They can sit on the floor, suggested Beezus, looking through the cupboard for napkins. I guess they'll have to. Mother took the applesauce out of her refrigerator. If we put a couple of sheets down for them to sit on, maybe they won't get applesauce on the rug. The parade tramped down the attic stairs and through the kitchen. But mother, said Beezus, when the drum and horns had disappeared into the basement again, the only napkins I can find are for St. Valentine's Day and Halloween. They won't do. They'll have to do, said mother. Beezus spread two sheets in the middle of the living room floor. Then she went into the kitchen to help mother, who was tearing open three boxes of Fig Newtons. It's a good thing I brought bought these at the last sale last week, she remarked. Are we going to give them lemonade or anything to drink? Beezus asked. <laughs> Not on my living room rug. Mother rapidly spooned applesauce into dishes. Applesauce and fig newtons are bad enough. Maybe if we feed them right away, some of them will think the party's over and go home. Beezus piled fig newtons on two plates. I hope so. This many small children in the house on a rainy day is too much. The parade stamped across the attic floor again, and Mother had to raise her voice to make herself heard. It sounds as if they're coming through the ceiling. Let's catch them the next time they come through the kitchen and hand out the applesauce, Beezus shouted back. Then maybe we can get them to march into the living room. It was not long before Howie led the parade into the kitchen again. 
He stopped so suddenly that the children bumped into one another. When do we eat, he demanded. Now, Beezus thrust a dish, a dish of applesauce and a spoon into his hands. I want some, cried the others. Mother handed a second child some applesauce. Forward march, she ordered. Beezus led Howie into the living room, and the rest of the parade followed with their applesauce. You sit here, she said to Howie, pointing to a place on the sheet. She was relieved to see the others seat themselves around the edges of the sheet. Quickly, she handed out paper napkins. I want one with witches on it, demanded a boy who had a Valentine napkin. I want one with hearts on it, wailed a girl who had a Halloween napkin. Beezus hastily counted the napkins. Yes, there were enough of each kind to go around. Two napkins apiece would be safer anyway. She handed each child a second napkin and they all began to eat their applesauce, except one little girl who didn't like applesauce. Ramona was beaming because refreshments were the most important part of any party and now at last her guests were behaving the way she wanted them to. Refreshments would be like snacks. Mother came out of the kitchen with the plates of thick Newtons, which she handed to Beezus. Here, pass these around, she said. I think I'd better help Willa Jean. Willa Jean knew how to eat with the spoon. The trouble was she had to pick up the food with her left hand and put it onto the spoon, which she held in her right hand. Then most of the time she was able to get it into her mouth. Ramona, her face shining with happiness, looked at her friend sharing the applesauce. Those cookies are filled with worms, chopped up worms, she gleefully told everyone. Oh, why, Ramona, Beezus was shocked. They aren't either. They're filled with ground up figs. You know that. Ramona did not answer. Her mouth was full of fig newtons. Beezus passed the plate to a boy named Joey. I don't like worms, he said. I don't like worms, said the next little girl who had applesauce all over her chin. Beezus noticed that Ramona was beginning to scowl. When Howie refused a cookie, it was too much for Ramona. You eat that, she shouted. I won't, yelled Howie. You can't make me. Ramona jumped up, spilling her applesauce on the sheet. She thrust a nibbled fig newton at Howie. You eat that, she repeated as she stepped into the applesauce. It's my party and I want you to eat it. Howie knocked the cookie out of her hand. Page 140, by the way. Ramona grabbed a handful of Fig Newtons and thrust them at Susan. Eat these, she shouted. Susan began to cry. They're full of worms, she sobbed. I don't like worms. They're pretend worms, yelled Ramona. No, they're not, cried Susan. They're real. You eat these, Ramona yelled, thrusting her handful of cookies at the children, who backed away. Ramona stamped her feet and screamed. Then she threw the fig newtons at her guests as hard as she could. My mother won't let me eat worms, shouted a little boy. Ramona threw herself on the floor and kicked. Ramona, stop that. Mother appeared from the kitchen with Willa Jean balanced on one hip. She grabbed Ramona by one arm and tried to drag her to her feet, but Ramona's legs were like rubber. There's a simile, legs like rubber. All right, Howie, forward march, Beezus ordered, hoping to draw attention from Ramona. No one moved. It was much more fun to see what was going to happen to Ramona. Page 142, boys and girls. Our chapter is pretty long today, but we're going to plow through it. This is my party. 
They're supposed to eat the refreshments, Ramona howled, banging her heels on the floor. Ramona, you're acting like a two-year-old. You may go to your room and close the door until you can behave yourself, said Mother quietly. Ramona kicked harder to show that she was not going to mind unless she felt like it. Ramona, said Mother even more quietly, don't make me count to ten. Gasping with sobs, Ramona got up from the floor and ran into the bedroom, where she slammed the door as hard as she could. All right, parade, said Mother wearily. Forward, march. Up and down, whistling, banging, tooting, marched the parade. Mother sat Willa Jean down as she was just beginning to gather up the dishes and sheets when a car stopped in front of the house and Mrs. Kemp got out. At last, sighed Mother, hurrying to the door. I've come for Howie and Willa Jean, said Mrs. Kemp, as several other cars stopped in front of the Quimby's. The parade marched into the living room. I don't want to go home, protested Howie when he saw his mother. The party must have been a success, Mrs. Kemp observed. It certainly was. Mother tried to push the uncurled side of her hair behind her ear and to smooth out her rumpled old dress. I like to play parade, said Howie, but I didn't like what we had to eat. Why, Howie, scolded Mrs. Kemp. We must remember our manners. Ramona, her face streaked with tears, came out of her room and stood staring unhappily at her departing guests. When the last child had struggled into his boots, she looked tearfully at her mother. I'm behaving myself now, she said meekly. Mother dropped wearily into a chair. Ramona, if you wanted a party, why didn't you ask me to have one? Because when I ask you, don't let me do things, explained Ramona, sniffling. Beezus couldn't help feeling that there was some truth in Ramona's remark. She had often felt that way herself, especially when she was younger. Mother, did I do things like Ramona when I was four? She asked. You did some of the things Ramona does now, said Mother thoughtfully. But you were really very different. You were quieter, for one thing. This pleased Beezus. One of the reasons she sometimes disliked Ramona was that she was never quiet when she could manage to be noisy. Of course, there are some things that all four-year-olds do, Mother continued, but even sisters are usually different. Just the way your Aunt Beatrice and I were different when we were girls. I was a bookworm and went to the library two or three times a week. She was the best hopscotch player and the fastest rope jumper in the neighborhood, and she was better at jacks than anyone in our whole school. This surprised Beezus. She had never thought about her mother and aunt as children before. She tried to picture her school teacher aunt jumping rope and found to her surprise that it was not very hard to do. Of course, mother and aunt Beatrice must have been different when they were girls because they were so different now that they were grown up. And she was glad they were different. She loved them both. Did I have tantrums too? Beezus asked. Once in a while, said mother. I always dreaded cutting your fingernails because you kicked and screamed. Beezus could not help feeling silly. Imagine having a tantrum over a little thing like having her fingernails cut. <coughs> Excuse me. Boys and girls, 146. Then Ramona stood up. Excuse me. Then Ramona spoke up. I don't cry when you cut my fingernails, she boasted. Yes, but you scream when you have your hair washed. Beezus could not help reminding her. Ramona said mother. You were a very naughty girl this afternoon. What are we going to do with you? 
Ramona stopped sniffling and looked interested. Lock me in a closet for a million years? She suggested cheerfully. Mother and Beezus exchanged glances. How quickly Ramona recovered. Make me sleep outdoors in the rain? Obviously, Ramona was enjoying herself. Not let me have anything to eat but carrots? Mother laughed and looked at Beezus. I'm afraid all we can do is wait for her to grow up, she said. And when Mother said, we like that, Beezus almost felt sorry for Ramona because she would have to wait such a long time to be grown up. Thanks for sticking with me, boys and girls. That was a long chapter. Tomorrow, when we have chapter six, I'll break it into two parts. All right, so boys and girls, what do you need to do for today? For today, you are going to be making a pick collage of vocabulary words. And I do have the vocabulary words on Schoology, but just in case you want to listen to them right now, you need to use these words. And of course, you need to find the definition. And then you need to put a picture to go with the word and the definition. And you should be able to fit all of this on your pic collage. Here are your words. Quarrel, Q-U-A-R-R-E-L. Protest, P-R-O-T-E-S-T. Glee, G-L-E-E. Snatch, S-N-A-T-C-H. Awkward, A-W-K-W-A-R-D. Distribute, D-I-S-T-R-I-B-U-T-E, and refreshments, R-E-F-R-E-S-H-M-E-N-T-S. So on pick collage, you need the word, you need a little definition of the word, what it means, and then a picture that helps describe the word. That is your assignment for reading today. See you later.